God is good. Amen. Praise God. Well, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to feel the presence of the Lord. Amen. I'm really excited about today, and uh, I'm excited about what God is doing. I got, uh, last week we talked about um, Esau and Jacob, and Jacob stealing Esau's birthright. And so today we're going to be talking about the next event that happened, and that was, amen, when Jacob took Esau's blessing from his father. If you'll stand with me, praise God. The title of today's lesson is The Blessing and Birthright. Praise God. And I want to say publicly thank you to all those who helped clean the church. Amen. Um, I hate skipping a Bible study to do that, but uh, it's so fun to work with you. When you come and we work together and um, Corbin vacuumed a whole place, and Brother Bowley was vacuuming and dusting, and Ethan was, uh, or not Ethan, but uh, someone else on this side was dusting, or oh, um, uh, Corbin and uh, Cecil was di- dusting, praise the Lord, Sister Bowley was taking care, and I'm going to quit because I'm going to miss some people, some people come afterwards, if you would like to come sometime and do something at the church, and just pray. That's what I do. I grabbed the vacuum one time and vacuumed for two hours while I prayed. Praise the Lord. And uh, if you want to do something like that, let me know. Um, it's already out, so I'm going to tell you, Lord's willing, Tim's going to be coming home Thursday. So I'm hearing it from so many sources. Sorry, Tim. Uh, so pray that that happens. There are so many sources that are telling me now I'm meeting people on the street. And so uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's out. Generally, you know, I don't tell things even though it's out because I'm not going to let out. But um, this is just everybody knows. So we might as well get excited about it together. Um, but Lord's willing, Tim's coming home uh, Thursday. And, uh, and we are so excited. He will be going to his mother's. For a little bit, and the, uh, the 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 bullseye is to get him home, and so he is doing really good, and uh, I, I am so excited about it. Praise the Lord! So uh, his first desire is to go to Tim or to go to church, of course, and then his second desire is to go to Tim Hortons, which we will do that. <laughs> Praise God, Amen. So. We are excited, and uh, he is doing good. He is doing really good. I'm telling you, God has, there's some things God has really provided for him in uh, the way of taking care of his financials, uh, hospitals, and that. Praise God. God stepped in, and there's just so many blessings that he's got. And, um, and so we're excited about that. And once again, it's good to have Abby and, and Brandy here. Praise the Lord, and uh, I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. I won't keep you standing. Genesis chapter 27 and 1 says, And it came to pass that when Isaac was old and his eyes were dim so that he could not see, he called Esau, his eldest son, and said unto him, My son, and he said unto him, Behold, here I am I. Here am I. And he said, Behold, now I am old. I know not the day of my death. Now, therefore, take, I pray thee, thy weapons and quiver and thy bow, and go out into the field and take some venison, and make meat, savory meat, so as I love, 
and bring it to me that I may eat and that my soul may bless thee before I die. And Rebekah heard it when Isaac spake unto Esau, his son. And Esau went to the field to hunt the venice for venison and to bring it. And Rebekah spake unto Jacob, her son, saying, Behold, I heard the father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to that which I have commanded thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me thence a good kit, two good kids for the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. Verse 18. And he came unto his father and said, My father, and he said, Here am I, who art thou, my son? And Jacob said unto his father, I am Esau, thy firstborn. And I have done according as thou hast biddest me. Arise, I pray thee, sit and eat my venison, for thy soul may bless me. Verse 22. And Jacob went near unto Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice of Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he discerned him not, because his hands were hairy, as his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Verse 30. And it came to pass, as soon as Isaac had made an end of the blessing Jacob to Jacob, and Jacob was yet scarce gone out from the presence of Isaac, the father, that Esau, his brother, came in from the hunting. Verse 31. And he also had made savory meat and brought it to his father, and said unto his father, Let my father arise and eat of thy son's venison that my soul may be blessed. 33. And Isaac trembled very exceedingly and said, Who were, were the one hath taken the venison? And he brought it to me. And I have eaten of all before thou camest and have blessed him. Yea, and he shall be blessed. Verse 41. And Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing wherewith his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand, and then I shall slay my brother. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you for this day. We thank you, Lord, for what you're doing, what you've done, what you're going to do. Lord, help me, dear Lord, as I delve into your word and speak to your people. And God, I'm going to give you the praise and the glory and the honor. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. And before you may be seated, if you want to have a good life, you may be seated. Some of you were a little slow at sitting down. I don't know if that was age or you had to figure out whether you wanted a good life or not. How many believe that the Bible, the things of the Bible, the concepts of the Bible gives us good life? Jesus said, I've come that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. God doesn't just give us his word because he just wants to give a set of rules. God gives us his word because he wants us to live life to the fullest. And I am a believer that one of my greatest desires as a young person growing up was to have a good life. I looked at everyone and I was like, I want to have a good life. That was my desire, to have a good life. And so it has been the thing that I've searched for and it's the thing that catches my eye. 
And so I want to talk to you today about the blessing and the birthright. I believe there are some concepts that come out of this that will help us live a better life. Praise God. So Isaac was around 125. And Jacob and Esau was around anywhere from 50 to 70 years old. Now, they lived generally to be about 130, 140 years old. Esau uh, wanted the birthright because the birthright was one and a half of the father's inheritance. And it would come to him. And all the blessings of God would come to him. Because from the very beginning, Abraham was promised that his seed was going to be blessed. So in this family, they believed that they was blessed and privileged. All the way down to the New Testament. That's why the Jews believed they were better than everybody else. But God told Abraham that he was going to give them a Masonic blessing or a Messiah blessing. And that was simply that their seed would bring forth the Christ child. That's all. It had nothing to do with them being better than anyone else. It was just that they had a ministry. They had a purpose. And so God was going to use them and bless them in that purpose. So Abraham, when he gave to Isaac the blessings, it was his deal where he gave him the blessings, where half of everything that he had went to Isaac. And then the rest went to, well, there was only gifts, actually, that went to Ishmael and all of them, his other seed. But Abraham gave it to Isaac, and Isaac, we're going to read about today, is about ready to give it to Esau. But it was, uh, it was at least half the blessings, praise God, that was going to him. But there was a problem, and that was that Esau had no desire for the things of God. He cared nothing for God's things. Praise God. And so he didn't care for the things of God, nor did he want the things of God. Praise God. It is not always uh, in the Bible that the firstborn was to get the blessings. It didn't work out always that way. Children are born, and and each one of us that are born are born with a character and with a desire and with uh, the different things in our lives. Those of you that are parents know that you've got however many children and they've got however many characters. Some have, you know, strong characters, some have weak characters. I read a book once, it's called The Birth Order. It's a tremendous book to read. Right now, praise God, I can be talking to someone for a while and I can almost tell them when they were born because there are characteristics in birth orders, orders. Uh, 75% of the people that are in leadership are firstborn children. 75 or 60% at least of our presidents were firstborn children because they just live in a role of taking control and being the firstborn. And so when the Lord told them that the firstborn was going to uh, uh, be the leader or the one that went forward and carried the the uh, responsibility of making sure that they walked in the ways of the Lord and walked in the things of God. That was a wonderful thing, or that was a plan, but it didn't always work like that. Sometimes the character of the secondborn overrode the character of the firstborn. Sometimes, Sometimes the firstborn never really cared for the things of God, and so God had to use the secondborn. Uh, and so... Praise God. There were, it didn't always go according to the order. The Bible tells us that nor of the will of the flesh 
nor of the will of man, but of God. So God has a will, John 1 and 13. And we think that we control this world, but we don't. God literally controls this world. You know, there's a thing in the, in the fair called, bump, not bumper cars, but they're, they're the little cars with the rail that goes down uh, the, the road. And there's uh, bumpers inside the bottom of the car. And you can put your child in there and they can drive that car. And, and uh, I used to do it and I'd try to not hit that rail, see how close I could come but not hit that rail. But the rail kept them on the road, and that's the way the Lord does. The Lord has a way for you, praise the Lord. You can go a little bit one way or a little bit another, but God's will will keep you, or God's way will keep you, will keep everyone as a whole. He has a purpose and He has a plan. Praise God. And so, although the firstborn, amen, is born first, they were not always uh, the ones to carry the load. Amen. Thus, Isaac is preferred over Ishmael. Jacob was preferred over Esau. Joseph was preferred over Reuben. David, uh, the king in the Old Testament, was preferred over his elder brothers. Solomon was, prefer- was preferred over Ademajah. Praise God. His elder brother, and that's in 1 Kings 2 and 15. And so there are uh, times when God steps out of the role. But it was the firstborn. It was Esau's position at first to take on and to go forward. But Esau wanted the blessings, amen, but of this world. But he had no desire for Jehovah. No desire for God. He did not care For the things of God. Amen. Solomon says in Proverbs 3 and 9. He said honor the Lord with the substance. And with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty. And the press shall burst out with new wine. Jesus told him in Matthew 6 and 33. He said but seek ye first the kingdom of God. And his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day of the evil thereof. And so God is telling us. If you put God first. If you seek him first. If he is the desires of your heart. He will provide. He will take care of you. And he will prosper you. Let me ask you a question. If prosperity is going to come between me and God. Do you think God's going to let me get prosperous? Being a loving father? Praise the Lord. You see, Jake, Esau, he wanted the blessings. But he didn't care for the things of God. Amen. Esau had no desire for the things of God. Because when Jacob asked for his birthright, what did Esau say? Esau didn't say, I can't give up my birthright. That's my responsibility with God. What did he say? He said, I might as well give it up. I'm about to die anyways. Praise God. He didn't didn't care for the things of God. He cared for the things of this world. Praise God. People, we, we, we all have... The things that we care for. The things that are important to us. 
Praise God. So he didn't care for the things of God. He didn't care for the things of Jehovah. Esau's desire was to have wives. Instead, amen. I'm sorry, Esau's desire was to have wives whose interest was not in God. You see, Abraham took wives that was interested in God. Abraham sent back for Isaac to get a wife. He said, don't give me, don't get Isaac a wife. He told the servant, he said, don't you get her. You make sure you get her. And she was, because when it was time to come back, she said, I'll go, because of the will of God. Amen. Rebecca had more desire for the things of God, actually, than Isaac did. But she had the desire of God. And because she had the desire of God, God blessed her and God moved upon her. But Esau's desires, he took wives that were not wives, wives of people that had godly things. He took Judith and he took Beshithmoth. They were Hittite. You know who they were? They were descendants of Ham. Ham was the one that Noah cursed because, amen, the Bible said of what Noah did to him in his nakedness. He mocked him in his nakedness. It's well believed that Ham had some, some desires that was not good. And, God, and he went and he took of the wives of them. Why? Because he did not care for the things of God. You see, our children grow up in our churches. And you, and, and you can tell whether they care for the things of God. If they meet a young lady or a young man, and those young ladies or young men are not desirous in the things of God, there should come a point in time when they say, I, 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 we're not a good match. But what they do is they marry And they get into that because it's not important to them. You know, the Bible says not to be unequally yoked. And I have a belief when children are growing up in the church and they're going to church because their mother's telling them and their dad's telling them. That doesn't mean, praise God, they've got a desire to live for God. You get some young woman or some man in the church and, and, and their desires to live for the Lord and you say, you ought to marry him because he's going to church. No, you ought not marry him because he's going to church. And, and, and I'm going to say this. I don't want anyone who has a desire or no desire whatsoever growing up in the church to marry somebody who does have a desire and to live for God. They cannot be unequally yoked. Do you understand what I'm saying here today? Praise God. They have to have both desires. I just got to tell you a cute little thing. When my wife and I were dating, amen, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I was looking for somebody, amen, who had loved God and lived for God. When my wife and I were dating, of course, I was going into the ministry. We both were in Bible college. We were talking about this uh, the other day. And that was she was going around and playing the piano for crusades. The, the Bible college students used to go out. Oh, we did things you would never do 
uh, insurance-wise today. We had an old van and a, a trailer behind it and young kids driving it. We'd drive off way out in the middle of Texas, nowhere. And we would have crusades, a bunch of boys and a bunch of girls. We'd drive back. She'd play the piano. I was preaching. We did that. We did that. That's how we got together. Praise God. And, and, and one night we were getting ready to leave. It was the night before we was going to get married. Amen. And my, my mother said to Chris in the, in the kitchen, she said, George said he'd never be a preacher. And Chris said to my mother, that's okay. Christy said she'd never marry a preacher. <laughs> Praise God. Equally yoked. Amen. Esau did not have the desire for the things of God. So he was willing to settle for, the, for women that were not of godly value. And you got to remember, them women will bring things in. Those men will bring things in that are not the things of God of your home. And so Esau did that. In Genesis chapter 28 and 6, it says, When Esau saw, praise God, that Isaac was blessed... No, I'm sorry, I really jumped. Amen. Esau had no desire. Esau's desire was to have what? Yes, I'm here. Genesis chapter 28 and 6 says, When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him to Pethon Aram to take him a wife from thence, and that he was blessed, had blessed him, he gave him a charge saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. And that Jacob uh, obeyed his father and his mother and was gone to Pathon Aram. And Esau, verse 8, And Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased Isaac his father. Now when I first read that, I thought that it was a negative thing. I thought... He went down, I just didn't do the, the research in it. I thought he just went down and took another daughter or took another wife that his father Isaac would not like. But that's not the point. What literally happened was he was still struggling to get that birthright. He wanted that birthright. So when, the, when, when Esau saw that his father had approved. Here's the situation. Esau didn't care for the things of God. Esau didn't care about God whatsoever, but he wanted to be blessed. And when he saw that his birthright was given away, when he saw that his blessing was given away, he decides, okay, I'm going to play the game. My father says, I'll just, I'll just do it. I'll just go to church. I'll just raise my hands. I'll just praise the Lord. I'll just do it. I'll go. Because that's the way I'm going to be blessed. I'll just go down and I'll get of the daughters that my father hath said to get, or the, the wives. And so he went down and he picked a wife out, amen, of his father's heritage. His father had uh, Abraham, I'm sorry, his grandfather. His grandfather had, praise God, Isaac, and he had Ishmael. 
And he said, because of the seed of my grandfather, I will be blessed. I will do what my father wants me to do because I want the blessings and I want the birthright. I want the good things. People come to church because they want the good things. They want God to bless them. But there's only one door to this blessing, and that is to love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. But Esau's like, I want the blessings. So I'm going to go down, and I'm going to marry the right woman. And so he goes down, but he's got a little clitch here. He doesn't understand. And people who try to live according to the, the laws of God without having God in their heart don't fully understand them. So he marries a woman, praise God, that was uh, of, the, of, of Hagar and Ishmael. And when Abraham left, he gave them gifts and sent them on. And, but the real true blessing came through Isaac. He still missed the boat. Because you got to remember, Abe, or Jacob left. He left and was gone. So now everything that daddy has, when daddy dies, will go to him. He wants to secure it. So what better way to secure it than to play the role that should be played? And so I'm going to marry. So he says, you know, I want my father's blessing. I want my father to look at him. Because I'm going to tell you something. When Ishmael came to Isaac and knew that Abraham had cheated him out of it. Isaac realized that he did the wrong thing. And he wailed. And Ishmael knew. Because you see, Ishmael was the kind of guy, he was going to work it. He wasn't going to let God work it. He was going to work it. He wasn't going to trust God. He was, because you see, when people of God get their blessings, they don't see the blessings. It's not part of them. They really don't want the blessings. All they want is God. But what comes with God is the blessings. And so, praise God. Amen. They don't care when they get to heaven they're going to have a mansion. Don't care about a mansion. Don't care about earthly things. Praise God. See, so he took on the daughters thinking, I'm going to appease my dad. I'll play by the rules because I want the blessings. But you see, there's only one door to get the blessings, and that is when you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. He really didn't care for the things of God. He never had a change of heart. He just thought, I'll play by the rules, so I get blessed. Verse 9 says, Then went Esau unto Ishmael, or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Ishmael, and took unto him wives. You see, Esau tried to do the right thing, but he did it with the wrong purpose. You can't do the right thing with the wrong purpose. It doesn't work with God. Amen. You ready for this? Praise God. You can't live holy, amen, just because you want to be in a position or whatever. You have to live holy because you love God with all your heart. That's why you live holy. You know, the reason that 
I don't do, I mean, it could be nice to have a wild life. But I don't want to do that because I love the Holy Ghost that lives inside of me every day. Praise God. He did the right thing, but he did it for the wrong reason. Praise God. And once again, there's only one door to blessings. Esau tried to do the right thing, but he did it for the wrong purpose. Jacob is gone, and now he could get the blessings and the birthright. I'll marry the right person. Praise God. And he did not understand that Ishmael was not of the blessed seed. Now, there are four things here that, that went on. There are four things, praise God, that happened here. All four of these people, um, Isaac, Rebekah, Esau, and Jacob, all four of them had their, the wrong situation here. First of all, Isaac was in the wrong because he did not call a meeting of the family and announce the blessings upon Esau. It was supposed to be on his deathbed that he called all the family together and he would have, and I, I hate it when people do things in private. I mean, there's some things you need to do in private, don't get me wrong. But when you do things in private that affect other people and you do it because you want to do what you want to do and not because you want to do the right thing, that's where it goes wrong. Esau says, amen. I'm sorry, Isaac says, amen. Let's have a meeting because he should have said, let's have a meeting of everyone and on his deathbed. But what's he do? He's like, I'm going to die. And so I'm going to force this. I'm going to do it my way. He knew about the prophecy of his wife. He knew that when they were born some 50, 70 years ago, that his wife said unto him, there are two in my womb. How would she know that? That was a confirmation. How would she know that? They didn't have all those instruments back there. But she said, there's two in my womb, and the eldest is going to serve the youngest. He knew that. He watched him growing up. He knew the heart of Esau was not for the things of God. And he knew the heart of Jacob was. He knew that. Knowing not only that, he knew that Esau sold his birthright because he did it publicly because he made him vow. And you got to do that in public. He knew that, praise God. He knew Esau did not have the desire for the things of Jehovah. And so if Isaac's desire was for the things of God, he would have said Jacob was the better. But he had a liking. We have to be careful in this life that our care for people does not overshadow our judgment. He knew Esau did not have the desire for the things of God. And then maybe last but not least, amen, he was maybe afraid of Esau's anger. Maybe Esau was the kind of guy he would cut his dad off. Praise the Lord. And just have nothing more to do to him. And he didn't want to lose his son. I'm telling you, parents, there's sometimes you have to stand toe-to-toe with your children and say, that's it. That's the way it is. Especially when they get older, you have to stand toe-to-toe. And, 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 and it may get to the point to where it breaks uh, closeness for a while or whatever. 
but you, when it comes, you know, it's not that I'm taking this side or that side. It's that I'm taking God's side. Praise God. Rebecca. When Rebecca heard, she was eavesdropping. I hate eavesdroppers. I walked around, and I'll never tell you it is. 20 years ago, I walked around a corner of the church one time real fast and caught somebody listening, eavesdropping. In the basement. I hate eavesdroppers. She was eavesdropping. <coughs> Praise God. Uh, I could get into that for a while. Cell phones is a bad one. You get a cell phone call. There's some people, they'll sit and listen to your call even though they did. Forget it. Praise God. That just puts me off the scale with them. She was eavesdropping. She didn't call a meeting. She was just as deceitful as Isaac was. She never called a meeting. She should have called a meeting. Praise God. But she didn't care about being deceitful. She did not trust God to take matters into his own hands. Neither one of these did at this point. Neither Isaac nor Rebecca. They didn't trust God. Amen. She did not understand that their actions was going to cause Jacob to have to leave her for good. You see, when you take things into your own hands like Abraham and Sarah did and bring Hagar in to try to fulfill God's will, there are consequences that you'll pay. She didn't realize that because she did not trust God and leave it to God, there were co- that here's what happens. When you down others, you open the door for someone to damage you with downing you. When you lie on others, you open the door. Now, people will lie on you, but you open the door for that to damage you when they lie. God won't stop the person that lies, but he'll stop how it takes an effect. So when she was deceitful, she opened the door for there to be consequences of that deceitfulness. And those consequences was going to hit her. And it was the fact that Jacob was going to have to leave. She would never see him the rest of her life. And she would die, praise God, without seeing her son, Jacob. She, and I just want to tell you today, God never uses deceit. Never uses deceit. He never needs to lie. The Bible said the devil's a liar and the father lies. Esau, Esau was willing to get the blessing by deceit. Esau knew when his father said, go get it. He knew he had sold it to his brother. He should have said, dad, I sold it to my brother. But he wouldn't do that. He should have gone to him and been above board. But he's like, no, I'm going to sneak and cheat him. He should have reminded him of his birthright and the prophecy. You remember what mom prophesied about. But you see, he wasn't concerned about the things of God again. He was concerned about the things of money. I'm going to tell you something. Listen to me. Everybody listen to me. If all of a sudden the thing of money comes up and it distorts your thinking. Watch out. 
I've seen people, you, you, can, you can distort their thinking, I, and you can use it in business deals. You can distort their thinking. I, I was going to buy a gun one time. The guy wanted $75. I, wanted, I was going to pay 50 And so I laid a, the gun out, and I laid a $50 bill, and he picked a $50 bill up, and I got the gun for 50 when you, if I, I've seen people get in trouble because they don't see the amount of the cost of the thing. All they see is the money, and so they take it. And it's like a, a, it's like a, uh, it's like a fisherman's hook. Okay, praise God, Amen. Jacob, he was willing to deceive his father. Do you realize? I thought of this last night. The Holy Ghost kind of showed me this. Jacob was a godly, upright man. He was not deceitful. He was not cheating. He was nothing. So when he came before his father, and his voice was of Jacob, but his hair was of Esau, Isaac trusted him so much, he thought, this could not be Jacob because Jacob is honest. Jacob would never do that to me. There was a pastor one time that a a stray dog had come. It was a black dog. It had three white hairs in the tail. And the kids got the dog, and it was such a loving pet with the kids, and they loved it. And after about two months, the owner come by and said, or called and said, I think that's my dog. It's got three white hairs in the tail. And so when the man come to get the black dog, the black dog kind of acted like he liked the man, but he was in such love with the children. And the man said, I'm thinking, this is my dog, this is my dog. And the pastor said, didn't you say there were three white hairs in the tail? Yeah. And they looked and could not find the three white hairs. And so the man left without the dog. And the pastor said, that day we kept the dog, but I lost the respect with my kids. Because he had pulled the three white hairs out. Jacob would have never lied to Isaac, but he did that day. Because he thought he was doing the will of God. Praise God. Jacob did not trust God. Jacob sowed the seed of deception. All these four were deceptive in getting what they want. Praise God. Amen. But the blessing, the blessing, the first, at first, it was wondering if it was truly Esau. He's, you know, is this truly Esau? Is this Esau? Isaac blessed him, praise God, with the prosperity of the land. He blessed him. With the prosperity of nations, you know, you'll dig and it'll come. You'll be with nations and you'll overcome. But you got to understand, he never blessed him with the mosaic promise of a Messiah. Because he knew he could not give that to Esau. He thought Jacob was Esau. And he could not give him the mosaic. But you see, the problem was... God went ahead and gave him them blessings because he was literally Jacob. But you can't divide the blessings in this world with the love of God. 
and the desire to live for the Lord. You can't do it. Jacob, Isaac knew that. And so he blessed him with prosperity on the earth. He blessed him with this. He blessed him with that. But he could not bless him because he knew that if this is Esau, he thought it was Esau, that Esau could not care for the things of God. So I cannot give him the mosaic. And God's like, no, you're not going to split that up because I have a law in heaven. Seek me first and I'll give you your desires. I don't know about you, church, but I know that all I know is I get up every morning and my wife's sitting here. She, you know, at one of our anniversaries, one of the greatest things she said was she said, we had an anniversary service and she got up. She says, my husband is the same at home as he is everywhere else. And I was like, Ooh, I guess I am. So I'm just telling you, I'm just as honest and open as I can. And I'm doing it not because I want to brag, but because I want you to have the same. Okay. And that is amen. I know I get up every morning and I'm so happy and my life is so great, but I believe it's because all I know is I just love God. I just want to live for God. I just want to do something for God. That's all. I don't want to have a pool. I want to have a friend that's got a pool that will take care of it and pay for it so I can come over. But I don't want to have a pool. I don't want to have a, a, a fancy car. I don't want to have any of that. I just get up every morning and I love God. And it's great to live for him. And I want to serve him. And I want to walk with him. And I want to do. And here's the thing. Do you realize that what God has given to you financially and physically is a talent? And he wants you to use that for him. There are things that we have done as a church. We have done things to bless others. And the very next week or two, God has allowed somebody to stand up. As a church, there was a small church that needed a revival. And we helped them financially have that revival. The very next week, somebody out of the middle of nowhere sent a check that took care of that. Praise God. And I'm like, Lord, I just want to do with what you've given me rightfully. Praise God. But when you look at the financial things, you've got to put God first. Jacob loved God, lived for God, walked with God. That's what he wanted. He was so blessed. Esau never cared for the things of God. Amen. Esau, uh, Isaac blessed him with the blessings of prosperity and the blessings of nations, but he never gave him the mosaic promise. Oh, the trouble that comes from believing that we should follow the promises in Scripture without obeying the laws of Scripture. In other words, amen, we believe in the Scriptures of heaven, but we don't believe in the Scriptures of how to get there. We believe, oh yeah, I believe in heaven. But now how does the Bible say you're supposed to get there? I'm not sure. Praise God. It's clear to Isaac that Jacob was the one God had intended to receive the blessing 
and that Esau, uh, when, Je- when Isaac was sitting there and, Je- and, and Esau was crying, why did you give it to Jacob? Why did you give it to Jacob? Isaac at that point wailed because he realized, praise the Lord, that it should have been Jacob's all along. And the Bible says he did not feel sorry for him. Hebrews 12 and 17 says, For you know how that afterwards, that when he had inherited the blessings, talking about Jacob, he had inherited blessings, and that Esau was rejected, for he found no place of repentance, though he sought it with with tearful tears. Oh, he was crying. I, I, you know, I, I repent. But you know why he was crying? He was crying because he did not get the fun money. The blessings. You know, they're going to be people when they stand before God. They're going to cry and they're going to say, God, I'm so sorry. But they're going to be like Cain. Cain, where's your brother? He never repented. Where's your brother? Am I my brother's keeper? He never repented. Where's your brother, Cain? Okay, Cain. I'm going to put a curse upon you. Oh, God, no. You see? Esau was so sorry, but it was because he didn't get the blessing. And Isaac's standing there, and the Bible tells us that Isaac never was moved with Esau's tears because he was troubled because he realized, he realized what we need to realize today If we just love God and live for him and put him first, God will give us everything we need, the desires of our heart. Hey, think about it. Just one rapture. And all this. Praise God. He was sorry he lost the blessing, but he did not want the God that came with it. We... And then I wrote this. I thought it was really good. We, we must have the attitude in life. I only want what God's will is. And he will make a way for me to get it. Number one, I only want what God wants. If God doesn't want me to have it, that's great. Number two, if he wants me to have it, I'll get it. We would like another church. We would like to be in a better area. Praise God, we'd like to be in an area where we're no, more known. And I tell God every way, every day, God, if you want me to have it, you'll get it. Praise God. I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to pry it. And I will look, and I have people that are looking and praying. But, hey, look, we're doing great right here, huh? Praise God. I mean, we, we still have hot churches down here, hot church down here, good services. We just love each other. Everything's great. Amen. The building ain't the church anyways. The people are. Let's all stand. Praise the Lord. I'm excited tonight. Um, You will get a text with me today, whether there's church or whether there's not. So um, I am working to um, redo my text. Um, I'm doing, I got group texting. I have 50 some people in a prayer group. All 50-some of those people do not need to receive announcements about church closings. So I'm moving those that need to know over into a different text group. So if by chance I miss you today by 
4 o'clock, I think, Mike. Wouldn't that be a good time cut off? By 4 o'clock. If I miss you today by 4 o'clock with a text, get with me because somehow... I didn't get you over there. Lord, we love you, God, and praise you, Jesus, for your presence and your spirit. God, I'm asking you, Lord, to touch God and to move and to be 